Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Oh, baby, I couldn't leave you alone. One wasn't enough. Welcome to Not Sam Wrestling, a little bonus episode ski. A little quickie for you. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, if you're catching this as soon as it releases tonight, is Halloween Havoc Night 2. It's October 31st. Happy Halloween. Uh, hopefully you've already listened to Monday's episode. If not, listen to that after this one. Because, uh, this one is, uh, well, it's pressing. Although, I mean, even if it's already happened, this is still very, very interesting. Robert Stone, who has been at NXT for a while now, but got to NXT when they had started, when they started deciding to, uh, kind of lean in the direction of having more managers, uh, you know, I think uh, Robert Stone and Malcolm Bivens, who's now in AEW, uh, back as Stokely Hathaway. I think both came in around the same time. But uh, Robert Stone continues to be a manager, and he was uh, he was in the corner of, of Riddick Moss for a little while. He was in the corner of Chelsea Green for a little while, the Robert Stone brand. It's been a big thing. Most recently in the corner of Von Wagner, which has led us to where we're at today, where Robert Stone has a match with Braun Breaker at Halloween Havoc. Now, uh, uh, I know a lot of people would think this is going to go in the direction of maybe a Ultimate Warrior versus Bobby the Brain Heenan in a weasel suit, but the reality is that before he was Robert Stone, he was Robbie E, and he was in TNA, and he was all over the place, uh, and is a wrestler by trade. He's a trained professional wrestler. So maybe we're going to get more of a match than we realize. That's at least what Robert Stone would like you to believe. And he was talking to me about that and said, uh, I'd love to come on your podcast so I can get that message out to everybody. I said, you don't got to ask twice, my friend. So here we've got a special interview leading right up to his match with Braun Breaker with the one and only Robert Stone. If you'd like to watch this, you can watch the entire interview right now on the Not Sam Wrestling YouTube channel, which if you're not subscribed to already, I would recommend subscribing to. Uh, but in the meantime, here is the man, the myth, the legend, Robert Stone. Ladies and gentlemen, very special day for Not Sam Wrestling, and I'm a very special time for this gentleman as well. Uh, we, we've spoken to him many, many times, but lately, uh, as the advocate generally for somebody else. Uh, Robert Stone is here. Now, uh, Robert Stone, what I, what I, one of the things that I've loved about you, I mean, historically, I've loved your, your pursuit of, of trying to get things for free and your singular <laughs> focus, right? And this is, and I'm gonna loop this in to something that I think could work in your favor. You've always had a singular focus. I remember years and years ago before NXT, just bringing you on the radio to ask you about current events and you had no idea unless it was in your direct focus. You said, I know where the gym is. I know where the, where the, where the supermarket is and I know where I'm wrestling. And other than that, I have no idea what's going on. And then as, as time kind of went on, you're the only like manager on screen manager in the history of wrestling that's contacted me to actually try to get your clients, whether it be Riddick Moss, whether it be Chelsea Green, to go like, hey, can you get my client on the podcast? And I'm like, you know, this is, but you take it all seriously. 
you're singularly focused and it's led you into a position where you are having to get into the ring again, Halloween Havoc with Braun Breaker. I mean, how, how did you get yourself into this mess? Um, so everything you just said is completely true, which is, uh, <laughs> for, if this is the first time, if you're out there and this is the first time you're hearing me talk, you might not believe anything you just said, but it's all true. And it's funny because I was on busted open radio a few days ago and Tommy dreamer said talking to, he kind of just listed things like you just did. He talked about like the old Robert stone that he knew and he couldn't believe this new person that he was talking <laughs> to. So I hate to say this before this interview even starts, but this might be a little more PG and lame than it normally is. I don't know if it's going to be fun <laughs> because talking about this match night to a Halloween havoc with Braun breaker, this is okay. In my 24 years in this industry and in my 19 years as an active in ring performer, I don't see how this is not my biggest match that I've, that I've ever had. I mean, how is it not? It's on Halloween havoc. It's against a former world champion it's against a guy who's 15 years younger than me. I've wrestled his uncle. There's so much that goes into this. I'm sticking up for my best friend. I'm finally the first match my kids will ever actually get to see me wrestle. Wow. And there's so much on the line in this. It's the biggest match of my career. And it's happening in, in, you know, in a few days here at Halloween Havoc. And it's, it's, it's wild. I think that that's key too, right? For people to, like, as they're going in to Halloween Havoc to understand this isn't like, Harvey Whippleman in a match with somebody. This isn't a tuxedo match with with Howard Finkel. This isn't like, you know, Bob, this isn't even Bobby Heenan in a weasel suit, you know, punishment wrestling. You're a guy who, before you got to NXT, had an entire wrestling career. Like, you, that's what you've done. That's how you got to NXT was wrestling matches in a wrestling ring. Like you said, you've had matches with Scott Steiner. Like, you've... You've done this. So this is more of a return to your roots, I think, than it is, you know, having the the guy who usually does the yap yap forcing him into the ring. And the thing about Braun is everything you just said, all of my credentials and my history that you listed, I don't think he knows any of that because <laughs> he's so self-absorbed and he cares about himself and he's so cocky. I don't think he, he he's taking it like he's stepping in the ring with a Harvey Whippleman or a Bobby the Brain Heenan. I don't think he realizes that, you know, I was a performer once. I'm a skilled athlete. I'm actually, I'm going to give him a run for his money. I Whoa. think a lot of NXT fans, I think a lot of guys and girls in the NXT locker room aren't familiar with my history. I don't talk about it very much. And if they're younger, they don't know. And that's fine. But I'm going to, I'm going to turn a lot of people's heads this Tuesday. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of people watching are going to be surprised at what they see on their TV screens. So where can, we can expect a legitimate competitive match. I mean, why wouldn't we? I'm going into this with everything I, I've got. And, and I admit, it's been five years since I've had a scheduled one-on-one -on -one match. But for me, someone who it's just wrestling has always been so natural to me. It's like riding a bike. I'm going to get in that ring and I'm just going to pick up where I left off. And, you know, I'm going to do my thing. And I'm going to show up. I'm going to show out. And yeah, I'm. I, I, look, I hope it's going to be competitive. I hope. I hope it's not all in my head. I hope I don't step in there and he destroys me in 30 seconds. I think I've got a chance. And I believe you. I believe that you think that you've got a chance. I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. What? So something I've noticed, right, watching NXT every week is the change in Robert Stone, where 
you've always been good to your clients. Like I said, legitimately. Like, and I talked about this. I, I did an interview with Riddick Moss at SummerSlam. And like, I talked to him about the fact that like, and same with Chelsea Green. When you manage people on television, you're not, it's not like, Oh, the PR department hits me up and goes like, but pretend, <laughs> pretend Robert Stone did this, but it's really a WWE interview. It's legit you going, hey, bro, I just got my client on TMZ. Do you think we can do your show too? I'm like, this isn't generally I how- I mean, is it, but is, it, is, is that rocket science? Doesn't it make sense that I would do that? Of I course. I mean, why wouldn't I want to get as much exposure for yes. the person that I'm working with? Because it's really just- more exposure for me and it's better for me too. So everybody wins. I mean, yeah, I am helping them, but I'm also helping myself. Let's be real. And that was my point, right? And I'm so glad you said that because there's always been that thing. Like it's part of the thing that I've always known about you is there's a high element of self-interest involved here, right? Like you are there fully realizing this is good for me if it's good for them. But then I'm watching NXT, right? And even in, 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 in what you've been doing as a manager, like you, you, you've kind of stepped out of being so self-interested and, and you've been kind of being, I don't want to say selfless, but you're actually defending somebody that you're talking about like a friend, which I've never seen you do before on screen or off screen. Well, here's the thing about me and Vaughn. So we started, and I, I mean, I guess, I mean, obviously it's common knowledge. I don't know if people remember. Me and him started at the PC for NXT on the same day. So we went through our medicals together. You know, we were in waiting rooms together. You know, we just got to know each other from the get-go really well. And he kind of jumped in car rides with me earlier on. And he, I don't want to fully say I took him under my wing, but I, before we, we were even together on screen, I taught him a lot. I took a liking to him, and he was very hungry to learn about the industry. So we, we became legitimate friends outside of the ring. And then now that turned into what we're doing inside the ring together on screen. So we have a great relationship. My kids love him. My wife loves him. And he's just a really good dude. So this it is kind of the first time, I guess. I mean, I have been a good person in my life at times, but <laughs> this is – this is yeah it's the first time i'm doing something but you know why braun breaker is just and it is it's, it's a lot coming from me but he's just such a bad human and that's me saying that so he's such a bad human that i just feel like something's got to be done i feel like now the people are getting with me and vaughn just because i mean how could you not how could you like braun breaker i mean the dude is just a scumbag and yeah, I've just, I've decided to fight the good fight in this situation. Yeah, so was that it? Was it like, okay, looking at what's gone on between Braun Breaker and, and Von Wagner and the way that Von, Braun has handled things since then, like what, what, what was the turning point where you were like, wait, 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 wait. Like it's okay to sometimes be a little sneaky. It's okay to sometimes try to get ahead. But what was the thing when you looked at Braun Breaker and you were like, oh, this is a legitimately bad person. I'm, I'm over this. I mean, he tried to end Vaughn's career. Mm. And like we're just talking about, I mean, I care about Vaughn's well-being, of course. But if Vaughn ends, I end. So it was basically ending the both of us. I mean, that's my guy. That's my ticket. And I'm not just saying that because it's about money and wanting to move to Raw and SmackDown and have this great career. Those are all things in my head that I want to do with him. But I just said that I like the guy. My family likes the guy. He was, you know, he's tried to ruin his life. I mean, luckily he's putting one foot in front of the other. He is 
fingers crossed going to be able to, you know, hopefully get back to a point where he could perform. But like he tried to end his career. I mean, how could you not do something about that? I got to at least try. And I do think I'm going to give Bron a run for his money. But either way, I know I'm going into this with a lot of haters and a lot of people against me. But I, I, I just feel like I got to at least try. Yeah. I mean, you were you were talking about, you know, your kids and everything and how you are legitimately different human being than you were the last time you stepped in a ring. Like your life has completely changed. Are you going to let your kids watch this match? Because, you know, I mean, there is also a very good chance that you get smashed. You know, if, if Von, Von Wagner is a beast, okay? And if Braun Breaker is capable of attempting to end that guy's career, like things could get ugly. You're right. And it's actually worked into my favor that it's on Halloween because they will be out trick-or-treating. So because they're going to be out trick-or-treating, I decided to not let them watch it live. Smart. They'll kind of forget about it because they're, you know, they're not even seven yet. And with the whole candy thing, they'll probably forget that it's that night because they do know it's happening. Um, but if all goes the way I think it's going to go, mm -hmm. the next day I will let them watch it. That'll because be I'm going to show up the next day. I'm mm -hmm. not going to have black eyes. Well, maybe, I think, maybe I'll have black eyes and some bruises, but I'm going to be able to walk. I'm going to be in one piece. I'm going to survive this thing. Right. Is the idea I'm going to beat Braun, or is the idea I'm going to at least make it hurt? If he's going to win, it ain't going to be easy, and he's going to learn a lesson. Bingo. Yeah. Because the reality is, look, I, I you know, I, I know I'm going to give him a fight, but I can't go in there and say, I 1,000% am going to beat this guy. When you step into the ring, anything could happen, any match, any time. It's like football, any given Sunday. Anything could happen once the bell rings. But I am going to give him a run for his money, and I said it. I'm going to get one good shot on him, that one that means something for Vaughn, whether it's a slap or a punch. I'm rocking that dude right in his face. I promise that that's going to happen. Punching Braun Breaker in the face. I, I mean, it's not it's the first. It, yeah, it's not the first time that, that you've punched somebody in the face in that family tree. So it's not, you know, you don't think he's watched your match with his uncle? I don't think he watches anyone ma any matches but his own. Wow. Like that, that's why for me to go out and say that, yeah, he is just so into himself and self-absorbed. I, I, I don't think so. And I really don't think that he knows that I even had an in-ring career wow. prior to me walking Von Wagner to the ring. Wow. And he doesn't care, you know? Right. Even when I first met him, when he first got to NXT, you know, when he, when people thought he was a, you know, a nice guy, I knew that he wasn't. I saw the way he walked around the locker room and treated people in the locker room. He didn't ask for advice. He acted like he owned the place. So I always knew what his story was and what he was about. So this is a long time coming. On a, on a, on a uh, media call recently, I don't remember which pay-per-view it was before. It might have been the last NXT Premium Live event, but Shawn Michaels uh, had some very kind things to say about you. You know, your name came up in the media call, and he was talking about how uh, uh, you're an asset. You're one of these guys who can literally do anything in this world of sports entertainment. As you know, you know, sports entertainment, professional wrestling, it encompasses a lot. How did you feel when uh, when HBK, of all people, was like, yeah, Robert Stone's one of those guys who you can just count on to do anything. You have an idea. Yeah, he can pull that off. Well, the first thing that came to mind was obviously he's completely right because I could <laughs> and I am. But um, No, that really is the first thing. But uh, no, I mean, obviously when, when your boss, when your boss or anyone's boss, you know, 
praises you, you know, you're going to feel good, you know, whether I, you know, he's coach, friend, producer, the big boss, like whatever I want to consider him. I grew up loving him and watching him. Obviously those words meant a lot. And I kind of feel like, um, I don't know if it's the right thing to say they don't make them like me anymore because they do, but they're fewer and far between just mm. because a lot of people have quicker journeys um, to make it to the top. Mine was so long, just along the way I picked up, you know, Byron Saxon isn't here. Maybe I'll fill in for commentary. You know, maybe this week I'll wrestle a match. Next week I'm managing. Maybe, you know, I'm helping produce a match. I, I feel like um, everyone's confident that I could do anything at any time, just like that if you got to fill me in. And, and I feel that way too. I'm knowledgeable, but yet, you know, a lot of guys that could do all those things by now might be like 50 or 60 or 70 years old. I just turned 40. I'm in phenomenal shape. I'm sitting here in one of the four gyms that I own. My, you know my. what I mean? I'm doing two a days. Like I, I check every box still and I'm only 40 years old. Yeah. You know, so I just, I feel like everything you said was right. By the way, <laughs> I mean, so humble of you. And uh, <laughs> by the way, leave it to you to open up four gyms. That way you can get a free membership. <laughs> and I only use it once a week. I mean, this is cardio based. I only get it in. I only get it in once a week. But yeah, if you're in the Orlando area, you know where to find me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So hey, next time you're here at the PC, you need to come in for a workout. I'll come in for a workout. We got to do a picture in front of the sign. You know how many, you know how many famous people have been in front of that sign? Is I that mean, right? You. Just think of us. Yeah. Oh, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. How has commentary been for you? Because I did see that, that, uh, that you, you got in there a little bit. I know that that was something that, uh, they were trying to do or they've been, they're always really trying to do that at the PC, like finding like, okay, because that's, I think the people, the, something that people don't realize about what an asset the PC is, especially now that shows are run out of there regularly is that it's not just about, like you said, finding like the next Roman Reigns, the next world champion. It's, finding people that can do everything because you never know when we're going to need somebody to produce a match. You never know when we're going to need a color commentator and who here can do that. And you stepped up and, and, and you've done it quite a bit on level up. I've seen. Oh yeah. I mean, all the tools are there for anyone to learn anything that they want to. Um, as far as when I actually did it, I'll tell you this, you know, a lot of people you think, and I know you've done it too, obviously, you know, but, you know, you think commentary, yeah, you know, you sit down, you put a headset on and you talk. And that's just so beyond, you know, not what the case is. It's so much more difficult than people think it is if you want to do it the right way. I mean, think about it. You're getting two talents over in a short period of time while you're calling the action, while you're telling stories, while you're telling other stories that are going on on other shows. There's just so much to it. But it, but it was exciting to learn because I'm always interested in wearing a new hat or learning something different or um, so I, I've enjoyed the journey and I think I've done a good job when they've asked me to fill in or to do it. And I look forward to doing it again in the future, but way harder than people think you think commentary, you think, Oh, you put a headset on and you talk and it's just, uh, so much more to it that I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. And especially I'm sure as a performer, you recognize that like what you're saying means a lot to the people in the ring. Like the things like you, you do, that is a major responsibility. I'm sure if you've had a match and the commentator is terrible, you're like, I'm working so hard in there and you're actually taking away from it. Exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? and it just like wrestlers in a match want to think of creative moves to do or creative spots to do in the ring, you know, uh, on commentary, you want to think of creative things to say or creative ways to say them to make the talent sound interesting and different. And so, yeah, but yeah. I, again, I, I'm just, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's been great. 
what are what are I because mean, I'm sure a lot of people are talking about you know the potential of you uh, catching a beating at Halloween Havoc, but. There's you had a little smirk when you said that. <laughs> you the, a little, it's, it's, I feel like you almost, you're going to enjoy a little bit if I maybe get thrown on my head or take a hard one. or yeah. Look, you know, I've seen you compete over the, I'm just happy to see you competing again. That's all. I'm just, I'm just yeah, happy. To, I think that's kind of half. I think you're happy to see me. Yeah. <laughs> but look, what happens if the other thing, like what happens if you get in there with Braun Breaker for the first time in five years and somehow... You catch the itch. What if somehow you actually don't hate every minute of it and you go, oh, you know, there were still some moments in there where I do still have it. I am a multi-tool player and I like having matches. I like wrestling people. I like competing. What happens if that thing comes out in you where you're like, you know, I, I, I think I might want to have some more matches. You know, I'm not going to completely shut that down, but I am going to say this. I never I never stop loving it. I know it's always, you know, fun to do and exciting to do and challenging to do. But for me, again, talking about age, now that my kids are older, three, four days a week to be in 2023 at 40 years old, just getting beat up regularly. I don't know what my body can take to do that regularly anymore to then come home and my kids are very active to go riding bikes with them and do all this stuff. I, I don't know if I'd still be able to do it. So I don't know if the risk of being uh, a wrestler regularly would be worth it. Um, plus you look at being a manager and I think there's not only more longevity in that. I mean, look at, you know, an MVP or a Paul Heyman, you know, their ages and how long they've been doing it. I feel like I could get a lot more out of being a manager and, you know, you land the right guy. I mean, that's where this is at. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so to not get beat up as often and to still get to be an on-air character. And did I do these earlier? Yeah, I'm doing them again. Yeah. I mean, that's where it's at. So I just don't even know if it'd be worth it. But if this goes well on occasion, in the back of my mind, well, I'll say if I have to pull it out once or twice again, maybe once a year, once every few years, yeah, I, that I could do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Braun Breaker is probably a pretty good test. I mean, if you if you somehow leave a Braun Breaker match and even consider – I might want to do this again. That's the, that would probably make you unique. There's that laugh again. You you can't even talk about I mean, look, Breaker versus Mr. Stone without giggling a little bit. You know, I kind of feel like this whole interview is backfired because you really are just – I really thought you were going to be fighting the good fight with me on my side for this thing. I think this whole – you're getting a kick out of this whole thing. Well, I, I, so you're going to be shocked Tuesday too then. I keep visualizing it, and it could it could get really – ugly i've watched that guy destroy people and it could get very very ugly how about the, okay okay what about you know the it could, it could. the aesthetic uh, of 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 mr stone has been a big part of you from the beginning of your tenure at nxt the suits the different uh, uh versions of what you were wearing but you've always put a lot into it uh uh the, the shoes the suit the tie the whole everything the whole have you made new or have you had new gear made specifically for this match no, i have not you wow. know, i'm not going into this this is more i know it's a wrestling match but for me for what i'm standing for in this match this is more of a fight wow this is, okay. I, I am not it's, it's like we just talked about a few minutes ago like i am not i'm not a i am not an active wrestler anymore Therefore, I don't. I chose not to. I don't want to wear wrestling boots. I don't want to wear wrestling gear. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going in there, and when I step through the ropes, 
it's a fight between me and Braun. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. It just matters what I get done. And what I'm going to get done is retribution for my friend. Um, you know, I still am going to be obviously be shirtless and you're going to see my 12 abs Nice, and that's enough. Nice. But to have flashy, shiny gear and wrestling boots, I just feel for the situation. It's not necessary and it's not what what's important. That's awesome. If there's one match, because there are people watching this right now that may have a smirk similar to the one that you've accused me of having, which I don't know. But, but if there is a match that you could send people to that happened pre-NXT to remind people like, look, I have, I'm, I'm a competitive professional wrestler. I'm, I'm somebody who's gone out there and had tough matches and won tough matches. What is the one match that after watching this interview, people should go seek out before they watch Halloween Havoc? Um, myself versus Jay Lethal from the 2010 Turning Point pay-per-view. There it is. That's awesome. That's a good one. That's a good call. Yes, yes. Check that out. And then, you know, hopefully it'll give you some fa- And look, he is fighting the good fight. Robert Stone, for once in his career, is fighting the good fight. If there was ever a time to root for a guy like Robert Stone, we have finally found it. It's Halloween Havoc, NXT's one of the biggest events of the year, bringing back Halloween Havoc. It's night two on Halloween proper. There couldn't be a bigger stage, a bigger opportunity for you to show the world what brought you into this world of, of managing. And I do think you are, you, you do make a good point. I do think that Braun Breaker should at least be aware of the fact that you're not, this isn't like, like I, 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 I have worn suits. Me versus Braun Breaker and you versus Braun Breaker are two totally separate things. If I'm in there with Braun Breaker, it's five seconds. He's snapping me like a twig and throwing me in a garbage can. That's it. That's not the case with you, like you said. And I, I think Braun Breaker- And he, he does not know it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I appreciate you taking some time out of your uh, day, out of your training schedule uh, uh, to, to have this conversation, to not only remind me- but remind all the people out there that that you're a threat, you're fighting the good fight, you're fighting for Von Wagner, and win or lose, Halloween Havoc, you're coming to put on a show. That's it. And I think everyone is, because the one other thing I did want to say is Halloween Havoc night one was so amazing. Mm-hmm. And obviously everyone on night two watched night one. You know everybody's going to try and beat that. Everybody's going to up their game to make make night two even better than night one. So just all around the whole, I mean, Carmelo Hayes and dragging off the finals of the women's breakout tournament. All all around, it's just going to be it's going to be a great night and for I, everyone that gets to perform on it. I I couldn't have more faith in that. You know, I mean, doing every NXT pre-show ever. One of my one of my favorite things, as you know, has been watching this brand literally start again from scratch and just yep. skyrocket and grow and grow. And you see it, you see it in, in the matches, you see it in the, the, the amount of effort everybody puts in there. You see in the amount of improvement, every single competitor across the roster has, but you also see it in ticket sales for premium live events. You see it in ratings points. You see the fact that it's not like you guys are a secret anymore. Like people have figured out, NXT is on to something again. Like you guys went pulled all the way back and it's like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna shoot. And I mean, Shawn Michaels and and all of you guys are putting on 
a really great wrestling product every single week. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see how many people have figured it out. And the fact that it's motivated all of you so much to the point that I think, I think Halloween Havoc night two is going to be something you can't miss as a fan. Yeah. It's on fire. Everybody knows it's on fire. It's the talk of the industry. Yeah. And I mean, everything is a roller coaster. Everything in life has its ups and downs. And this right now has been on and up, and I don't see it going down for a long time. Well, I appreciate that. And hopefully you'll be there to see it continue to rise and not be unconscious or in a hospital bed or anything like that. Hopefully. Had to get one more in. Hopefully, I'm saying. I'm saying I hope that that's not the case. Um, But we'll see. The only way to find out is to tune into Halloween Havoc. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, my man, and good luck. Thank you.